0: Amen. Good morning, everyone. Hey, morning. So good to see all of you again. Uh, What a wonderful opportunity to have to be back uh, as a time to encounter God together in community. I love that we can do that uh, through singing and setting our hearts' gaze upon Christ this morning uh, and His amazing grace. Um, Today, we are continuing in our, our theme of in partnership with Academic Achievement of Disabilities Awareness Week. Uh, where uh, the phrase, uh, if you weren't here yesterday, and just to share a little bit about that, uh, we have an annual rhythm where Spiritual Formation uh, partners together what was formerly, uh, the department was known as DOS or CAPS and now has been renamed Academic Achievement and uh, bringing uh, awareness to disabilities, both seen and unseen, uh, but being able to, sh- to talk about it in the way of, we've been talking about identity and culture and culture as a way of life, as a way of living, um, and everyone has a culture, and since every culture is composed of people, and every person is made in the image of God, we can get to know God better and ourselves better by getting to know other cultures and the various ways that they express uh, God's image and how God is redeeming culture and redeeming people within cultures through the gospel. And so, uh, But yeah, we recognize that we have the tendency uh, to, to, to want to avoid what's uncomfortable, to avoid what's unfamiliar, to, invo- to uh, even uh, avoid uh, those that are different than us. Um, and so we have the uh, the opportunity to choose courage over comfort, and that's really the kind of the slogan over this week as we're exploring identity and culture is choosing courage over comfort, um, and this this yesterday and now today we've had uh, Speaker Lee Burtman who uh, yesterday shared and talked about uh, what it looks like to love like Jesus, and to share a little bit about um, her and, and, and her ministry again. Um, she recently uh, retired, actually, uh, from her position as the disability ministry coordinator at Bethlehem Baptist, where she served in that role for nine years. Uh, the Lord gave Lee an abiding love for people um, with disabilities through the birth of her son, Kyle, who's going to be joining her today as well. And uh, this journey um, uh, has been woven in both her personal experience, her relationship with the Lord, and various um, uh, degrees in education um, to where she's been serving, uh, both here in the local church, but also in Ukraine. And all of the proceeds for of, of, of the books that she has written, um, and the proceeds for those go to this ministry in Ukraine that she shared about yesterday. And uh, just so you, that you know, and as a way of reminder, every time that we have a speaker in chapel, and this is including t- today and uh, with Lee speaking yesterday and today, um, we post those on Podbeam, uh, so the chapel podcast. And uh, so both messages will be up uh, at by the end, usually by the end of that week, by the end of this week. And uh, Lee has referenced numerous source resources that she wants to make available to you as students. We'll be posting those along with her messages as well. Um, we're going to try to post a, a link that gives you more information about her ministry with those, uh, that have disabilities in Ukraine. So, um, and before I bring her up, let me, uh, briefly also mention something I forgot to do on the front end. So a little bit out of order. Um, uh, uh, so Kelly, who's up here talking about force, about the justice weekend. Um, I also want to make mention to you, t- beginning tomorrow, um, uh, Spiritual Formation is partnering with local and global engagement and hosting um, a wide awake book book study a series discussion, the book that Daniel Hill wrote. He was here three weeks ago. And tomorrow it's gonna be in Riley 1204. So tomorrow in Riley 1204, one of the alternative chapels, myself and Kayla uh will be leading that time. So I invite you to come to that uh if if if, if you are able. So uh, but without further ado, let me bring up Lee, and I want to invite you to uh, give her once again another warm Northwestern welcome. So please do that. And uh, we want to pray uh, for her and for Kyle and for ourselves as, as we continue in our time of worship together. So Father in heaven, we want to thank you and praise you for your amazing grace. I thank you for your steadfast love. I thank you that your love and your grace is greater than our sin and greater than any brokenness that we may have or that we encounter or that we face. And I thank you that you have made us whole and that you have redeemed us and adopted us as your children. Lord, thank you so much for our, for our sister, uh, Lee, and for her being back again for the second day. And as she shares with us again uh, about how to love like Jesus, how we can choose courage over comfort, Lord, would you fill her afresh with your spirit. Uh, and that she would be a pure channel of your grace to flow through. as She speaks your truth and love, and Lord, that our hearts would be good, ready soil to receive your word of truth, and that it would take root. And Lord, that it would uh, it would produce a greater degree, another degree of transformation towards likeness today. Thank you for her son Kyle, who is with with uh, with us as well, and as he shares that. Um, that that you would help him to share and just simply be who he is and the gift that he has to share with us. And uh, we're excited, Lord, uh, for these next moments of worship together. We love you and we say and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Well, thank you so much i am so happy to be here today and people always say that i'm really happy to be here but i'm really happy to be here because we were within um, an inch of a very serious car accident <laughs> on the way in this morning we live up on lino lakes and we have a quite a large deer population and kyle and i are just driving down the road and this huge deer just appeared in front and i slammed on the brakes and the deer kind of scrambled and ran off but we were about this close to <laughs> hitting the poor thing and <clears throat> maybe getting injured. So I thank the Lord for his, his provision and His safety and for the way that He <coughs> excuse me, cares for us. Um, I'm, so I'm very thankful uh, to be here. And I want to welcome everyone back who was here yesterday and welcome to anyone who is new. Now, how many of you out there love coffee? Yeah, I probably, almost the whole room. Well, I might be the only one in the whole world who is not a fan of coffee, but my husband is. Oh, there's, okay, great, okay. So um, my husband loves coffee, and he downs several cups, probably several, you know, containers of coffee each day. And he usually makes his own, but the other day he announced that since I'm retired, sort of, um, that I should be the one making the coffee for him. And so, yeah, no little chauvinist there? Um, no. So anyway, I said, no, actually, you know what? It says in the Bible that the man makes the coffee. He says, what? Where does it say that? So I picked up the Bible, and I turned it, opened it up, and sure enough, right after Philemon, it says, Hebrews. <laughs> anyway, sorry, got joke. Anyway. <laughs> so <clears throat> I won that argument. But anyway... <laughs> Now, I'm going to do a quick review of what I did yesterday, because I know some of you weren't able to be here, and so I'm just going to go over a little bit of what um, I talked about yesterday. So let me get my slides going here. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> okay, there we go. So again, I just want to make a, give a little quick review. Um, our thoughts yesterday were loving like Jesus. We talked about not what Jesus would do. It was an old saying back in the 90s, but what did Jesus do? Um, We looked at Jesus not only as our savior, but also as our moral example. And we talked a little bit about how um, Jesus showed his love toward other people, particularly those with disabilities. He embraced the outcasts of his day, the poor, the lepers, tax collectors, Um, Samaritans, those with blind eyes and deaf ears, and those who were uh, having physical disabilities. And Jesus treated them with compassion and kindness and dignity. He also healed and restored their bodies. In fact, a majority of the miracles in the Bible have to do with people with disability, and Jesus healed them. And also he served the people. He just served his disciples, and he just served the people. Um, And he said, I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you, you will be blessed if you do. So how can we, the church and individuals over 2,000 years later, follow Jesus' example of loving and serving people with disabilities? I want to uh, commend you for having this awareness week, but I think it's really important also that we take uh, the awareness of people with disabilities and put it into action, to put our love into action. So I'd just like to start a little bit um, with our own journey. I'm going to go through this quickly. I know some of you saw this yesterday. But 27 years ago, my son Kyle was born, um, weighing just about, I think he was a little under five pounds. He was six weeks early. um, He was born with extra chromosome, which is uh, Down syndrome. And he also had a large hole in his heart. Um, We weren't sure that he was going to make it. He went went right into heart failure after just a few days, and so I spent days and nights trying to um, feed him meds and try to nurse him so that he could gain enough weight to to go to surgery. So um, we're thankful uh, to the Lord that he did really well. He had two open-heart surgeries at four months. I was able to get him up to... The right weight um, so that he could have his surgery so it was a really scary time and it was really really difficult as you can imagine um, maybe you know needing to learn how to trust the Lord because I kind of walked on this on this you know precipice here either he, the Lord's going to take him in heaven and that would you know be his choice um, or I'd get to keep him uh, for a while and um, praise the Lord we were able to have him with us these 27 years um he was an uh, adorable little thing. <laughs> he was about, I think, two and a half or three here uh, when he started school. But sadly, a lot of people, when they heard that he was born with Down syndrome and a heart defect, they said, um, you know, he's, he's a mistake. People with disabilities are mistakes. Something went wrong. But the Bible says that um, God makes no mistakes. The Bible says that we were formed um, and by God and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. People say also that people with disabilities can't know God. I'm going to skip ahead to a few of these, Um, but that's not true. We know that um, people with disabilities can uh, can love and know Jesus as their Savior, and he does call them to himself. And some people think that they really don't have a role in this world, but they do. They have a plan and a purpose and a role for each one, and actually, the Bible says that they are indispensable members of our, of our church. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about Kyle's life. We see how God has worked, and um, in many, many ways during his life, he made it again up to 11 pounds to have surgery, and he recovered uh, slowly, but, but well. He was mainstreamed in school. He went off to school at three years of age and then was mainstreamed in school throughout his life and ended up graduating from Bethany Global University out in Bloomington. They actually have a program for adults with disability. And here he is with his girlfriend, Ashley, and another picture of Ashley and Kyle. They've been dating for six years, and they're thinking of getting married someday. Uh, (laughs) We're not sure about that, but uh, we'll see what the Lord has for them. He enjoys Special Olympics. He does several sports with Special Olympics. He works part-time at a Chuck and Don's um, in independent paid employment. He's a volunteer at our local school. He loves working with the kindergarten children and they adore him as well. He also volunteers at a Young Life camp each summer, either here or out in Colorado, uh, serving as they prepare the camp for summertime. And his most important role is uncle. Uh, I have uh, four kids and seven grandchildren, and he's an amazing uncle. They just adore him. He's very sweet and gentle with them, and they're very precious to him. But most importantly, Kyle loves the Lord. He has just a wonderful heart for, for Jesus. He knows him, and he loves him. He was baptized two years ago and hopes to be a church um, member very soon. We're still working on that at our church. So, if you could please join me in welcoming Kyle Bertman. to stand up for this part. Yeah, I'm going to do your jokes. though. Now, if you were to ask Kyle, he loves working at Chuck and Don's, don't get me wrong. He does all sorts of jobs there. And he takes care of the kitties and whatnot, and he loves that. But if you were to ask him what he really wants to do for a living, he would say he wants to be a...
2: Comedian.
1: Comedian. Okay, so anyway, so he brought some of his favorite riddles for you today. So he's going to say those and give you a second to think about it, but, and he'll give you the answer because they're pretty tricky. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
2: Why did the apple cry? Its peelings were hurt. <clears throat> what do you call a bee that is having a bad hair day? A frisbee. <clears throat> what? What? what it does a panda ghost eat? Bamboo! <laughs> um, what do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? <clears throat> a pouch potato. <clears throat> what do you call a horse that lives next door? <clears throat> a
1: neighbor. <laughs> well, thank you. Do you think he has a career ahead of him in comedy? So. <laughs> anyway, thank you. So how did the church come alongside us? This, this, you know, just didn't happen. Kyle has been blessed by so many people coming alongside him. Um, but we're going to talk first about the church, and then we'll talk about individuals after that. When Kyle was a really little boy, he was included in our church. He went to regular Sunday school and and Awana and vacation Bible time when he was a little guy. But as a teen and a young adult, he had a one-on-one mentor who was really helpful in allowing him to be a part of the senior high class at Bethlehem. And these people were really godly influences and friends to him. And we're very thankful for those gentlemen. We have Steve and Ben and Dave. Can you just share a little bit about what they, what they did with you and how they helped you to know God better?
2: Um, they... Um, my friend um, Steve and Ben and Dave Weekland, um, that's their last names at my church, um, they helped me... Um, to remember, um, they, they helped me to um, re- re- remember um, Jesus died on the cross for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, so they helped you to learn all about Jesus. And as an adult, <clears throat> Kyle right now attends a special class that we have for those 18 and older with cognitive disabilities, as also the regular service at our church. Um, Sadly, such inclusion doesn't always happen. There are very few churches who offer disability ministry, despite the fact that one in five persons has a disability, and fewer than 20% of people with disabilities even attend church. And even those who do attend really may not have a good experience. I can't tell you how many parents and families have talked to me um, outside of Bethlehem, who have said that their children were told that they couldn't tend any longer because they were too loud, too squirmy, they wouldn't listen, and in some cases, again, they were actually asked to leave the church. So to answer the question, how is the church doing today in following Jesus' example of loving people, I think we still have a long way to go, but there is a hopeful sign that you're here and listening and that you can help make change. And so I hope this message will speak to your heart today. So we're going to look at one example um, of the church near and dear to my heart is Bethlehem again. I just retired last month, and so, um, but I'm still working alongside them. And there's many other models out there, and uh, so I'll just talk a little bit about this. Um, so you can sit down, Kyle, and I'll get you in just a minute. So the Disability Ministry's mission is to support and encourage the inclusion of people with disabilities in the life and the work of the church. So together we will all love and know Jesus as our Savior, treasure him above all, grow in our faith and dependence on him, exercise our spiritual gifts in serving God, enjoy fellowship with believers, and to do our part in fulfilling the Great Commission. And some of the ways that we do this at Bethlehem are we have one-on-one buddies that are mentors who work one-on-one with the kids. And this is a way that you, at some point, if you are uh, plugged into a local church, could serve. It's just amazing the wonderful volunteers that we have that work one-on-one with our students so they can stay in Sunday school and be an integral part of what happens there. We also adapt the curriculum, curriculum as we need to. We have visual aids and sensory and tactile materials for some students, and we try to be very flexible in what we do. We also have a self-contained classroom at our downtown campus. Sometimes the regular classroom is not a good fit for students, and so they have their own lessons in their own private room. And at North, we also have a sensory room we just developed last year where we have a wide variety of materials. So if a child is having a difficult time in the classroom, they can come into the sensory room and they can be engaged in some activities and then be reintegrated back into the classroom. And I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we ha- also have an adult class, as I mentioned, we, um, for um, Bible study, or for adults, I should say. Kyle, can you share a little bit? What do you, do? you can just stay there. What do you do in, in his works?
2: Um, at, at his works, we, um, um, we do our Bible lesson, and, um, and we um, worship. Um, the God, the Father, of the Holy Spirit, and and then we um, have memory um, verse. Um, I'm getting a hard time with it, and <clears throat> and um, we after our lesson, we we have delicious snacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's his favorite part, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is, their, again, their own, their own class where the curriculum is taught at a level where they can understand. Um, and a lot of our students serve as ushers in the church. Kyle's an usher. He really enjoys greeting people at church. We also developed a bell choir. We thought, what are some ways that our students can not only be served in the church, but how can they serve others? And so we have a bell choir that will play with, along with our orchestra at the church or with the choir and it's been a huge blessing we have color-coded cards and bells and uh, they're able to follow that and play music and it's just a huge blessing we also have a card ministry for those who are needing prayer the the students create beautiful greeting cards and we send a prayer to those who are, are sick and hurting or have had someone pass away We also offer gym nights where they can come and invite people from the community to come and hang out, and they really enjoy the gym nights where they play um, volleyball and, and basketball and do relays and, again, have snack and have a worship time. So that's a joyful time, and that's a way people can volunteer there as well. And we have respite events too. Um, A lot of parents are caring for their children 24-7. They rarely have an opportunity to to leave and to do something different. So uh, we have respite times and that's another way that people can volunteer to come and work with students for about three hours. It's a huge blessing. So I'm just gonna go through some of the pictures here quickly. These are one one of our wonderful volunteers who's been with us for probably 15 years working with a little girl and we have a wide variety of kids we have probably about 50 kids on our roster right now with disabilities and we directly serve about 25 of those Um, this is one of our gentlemen in our adult class again we have um, worship time and um, the verses behind them they memorize scripture and this is a young man who's been with us for about nine years and he's a huge blessing he has down syndrome he is deaf and has autism. And so it's a quite a challenge. And I, after teaching him for many, many years, I, I never knew quite what, what he was comprehending, what he was understanding. But um, one day I had writ- I, um, kind of created some uh, drawings on the chalkboard, and then when we did our greeting cards, he sat down and he copied the exact same thing. And I, I just think he was telling me that he understood the story um, from that drawing. So it was kind of neat. And some of you might know Rachel Revenaugh. She uh, was with Club Soda, which I guess um, is needing someone to lead. That's one of the student groups. And I did speak with Club Soda a couple times here. I was uh, privileged to do that, and I understand that um, Emma graduated. Um, so if anyone's interested in a wonderful opportunity to lead that group, you can check in with uh, the with, uh, Club Soda folks. And these are some of our other members with their bells. Uh, one thing they love to do, too, is to act out the Bible stories. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. <laughs> and they feel really special. We use pillowcases. We don't have money for a fancy costume. So they just put a pillowcase on their head, and they just, they just in- instantly get into the character. <laughs> they do a great job. And again, here they are uh, creating the cards. And... Um, one of our gym night events so these are all ways again we do this at Bethlehem but there are many other churches who again in the area who do programs like this and you could certainly uh, volunteer for that they would love to have you uh, do that we also do other things removing barriers for people with physical disabilities I don't have time to go through all that um, and then we're trying to work on some adaptations in church protocol because um, I realized a few years ago, Kyle was a believer for a long time, but he wasn't baptized yet, and he um, still isn't a member. We're working on that because we under- we realized that they can know God, and he does, and he loves Jesus, don't you, Kyle? Yes, Molly. Yes. He, um, but he hadn't been baptized to make that public. And so um, the, the challenge is there's a three-hour class that, that uh, Bethlehem requires you to attend. And so we did try to go in good faith. He lasted about five minutes, and it was just like too, you know, difficult and challenging. So anyway, we're trying to um, think of ways so that they can be an integral part of the church. Uh, let's see, and again, this is just our... This is just our wonderful group. So this is, um, we've seen a little bit about the, the church's response. And so what can we do now as individual believers, what can we do to follow Jesus' example? One thing um, I mentioned, I talked to several students yesterday and one student said that she's an education major and she'd like to work with children with disabilities, but she's afraid. She gets a little self-conscious and a little afraid because she's never really met too many people with disabilities. So. The first step is to pray, of course, because it can be scary when you meet somebody who's outside your culture or different. Um, the Bible says, James 1:5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given unto him. So pray, pray that you might have comfort and that you might have boldness in approaching people with disabilities. And the second thing is to accept each person as a child of God. They're image bearers, just like everyone is. And they're uniquely and wonderfully made, and again, an indispensable gift to the church. And then this is really important. Look, out for, look for opportunities to reach out. People with disabilities just want to be loved and included and treated like everyone else. And they want to be a friend to you, too. They don't want you just to befriend them, but they want to be a friend to you as well. So, on your campus here, again, yesterday I met several students with so-called hidden disabilities. There's nothing physically different about them, but they have challenges in, especially with social skills, talking with you, making eye contact, getting to know you, and so if you have students on campus like that, you might want to just approach them and, and talk with them, smile and engage them, befriend them and take action. You could invite them for a cup of coffee. You could invite them to your Bible study or a small group, perhaps. Uh, or maybe you have recreational opportunities. Just go you know, shoot some hoops or um, do fun things. And you want to get permission, of course, from uh, your family and staff um, but to do that. But um, a couple years ago, Kyle had a really fun experience. The students at Augsburg University had a basketball time. Do you remember that? and they invited um, the Special Olympians to come and play basketball. Oh, 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 so here's Kyle at 5'5"? Five, 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 five? Oh, 5'4". Five, 5'4". Four. Five, four. Um, and some of these six foot four <laughs> basketball players. And they had never encountered anybody with a disability, and it was a wonderful experience. At first, they were very shy and kind of held back. But after a while, they got to know them and said, hey, they're just like everybody else. <laughs> they're a person, and uh, they had a, a really good time together. Another thing you can do is to serve as a PCA. We have an amazing young man right here, Jacob Woolley. Who knows Jacob? Woo! Yeah. Uh, Jacob has been Kyle's PCA for I don't even know how long. Has it been a year yet? Yeah, <clears throat> a year and a half. And he's fantastic. He comes over. He helps Kyle with his Bible study. He attends a Bible study on Monday nights. He takes him to that Bible study. He plays basketball and goes on bike rides. He helps him with practical living skills like creating a menu for dinner and going to the grocery store, buying the food, figuring out how to handle the money, um, coming back and making a meal, things like that. And he's just a huge um, blessing and encouragement to our family. And this is a job for some of you students, too, um, if you're interested. I have many, many families that are looking four PCAs for people that can work one-on-one. The pay is good, the hours are very flexible, so I think it would work well with a a college student schedule, and I I think Jacob can attest that it's a huge blessing to him too. I think he really enjoys working with Kyle. So if um, you're interested, please see me afterward, and I'm happy to connect you with some people who would love to be able to um, have you serve their children. It's a 24-7 proposition when you have a child with a disability. And again, these families rarely have a break. They are with these kids constantly. Some of them rarely get any sleep because their kids have medical or developmental needs. And so it would be a huge blessing to have someone like you come and and, uh, work with their family. So again, you can volunteer maybe in your church. You can come to Bethlehem and other groups uh, or other churches. They always need volunteers. There are Special Olympics. They're looking for volunteers. There's also a tennis thing called JSTA. Think Jacob took Kyle um, this past year to that. It's for children and adults with Down syndrome. And so they teach them some tennis skills and have some um, uh, tennis camps, and it was really fun. Um, Let's see. Oh, another thing is summer camp. If you have some time in the summertime, Johnny and Friends is a disability advocacy organization in California, Christian group, and they have camps all over the nation, and they really love having students come and work one-on-one with the family and with their child, and I got to do that myself two years ago, and it was a huge blessing. I worked with a child with really severe disability, and so it was a learning experience for me. I, I really learned a lot, but I know that I was able to bless them, and I was incredibly blessed by that family as well. Um, And we mentioned Ukraine. I had the opportunity two years ago to travel to Ukraine to see the needs there. And then I returned with a group of 10 on a short-term missionary trip just this past August. And there's tons of opportunities there as well. We are working with families to encourage them and teach them about the Lord most of them do not know church or do not go to church and they do not know the Lord and so we're able to share a little bit with them about God and um, they have a program for the children where the children have Bible lessons and worship time and it's an extreme sports camp and if you go on the link I'm hoping you'll look up the video is a fantastic video that I just received uh, showing all the different aspects of camp and it's really wonderful so they always need students there to help teach English and to teach Uh, about the lord and then we have a parents program as well and so we're reaching out to those parents and we kind of pamper them and they make uh, bracelets and we did nails and hair and all these fun things and facials and and so just to be able to pamper those moms a little bit that they never have that opportunity Um, another thing that you can do um, is to be an advocate Um, if you see something this happening that you just feel in your heart is wrong don't be afraid to say something last summer I was kind of horrified I went to a shopping center I went into a store and when I came out there was a man who had some visible disability in um, in a van and with the door open and his head was slung over and he did not look well at all and he was all by himself it was one of those 98 degree days it was so hot and humid, and I thought that he was very ill, and so I ran into the store, got some store personnel, we called the police, and had them come out. And it was a caregiver, a PCA, who had just left him uh, for who knows how long. It was probably about a half hour altogether before the police came. So that was just a really scary situation where someone was um, abusing, really, was abuse or neglect of this person. So if you ever see anything like that, don't be afraid to say that. Sometimes they need someone to be an advocate for them. So I have a lot of um, resources as well. As Justin said, I have a handout here on welcoming children. If you happen to work with any kids with disability, you'd like some further information on ways to work with them and come alongside them. I also have some handouts on specific disabilities, on wheelchair etiquette, on Down syndrome, on ADD, ADHD, adults, um, autism, um, cerebral palsy, fetal alcohol syndrome, as well. So they're just kind of convenient little handouts that give you some general characteristics of people with various disabilities and some really practical ways that you can help them. And then there's another sheet called Disability and Additional Needs Resources, and that has a lot of resources of good books, organizations, websites, blogs, different post-secondary programs like Bethany Global University that Kyle attended or BUILD over at Bethel. all sorts of resources, so if you know of anyone who's working with children or adults with disabilities, this might be really helpful. So I hope you take uh, a few minutes to um, look at those resources and and to watch the video. So anyway, I hope that you We were able to give you some ideas of how you can not only be aware of the needs of people with disabilities or special needs, but how you too can be um, following Jesus' example of loving and serving people with disabilities. And it's um, for the glory of the Lord, but also for your joy. So thank you for letting us come today. Kyle's going to come and close us in prayer, and we'll let you head off to class. Thank you. You want to stand up?
2: Let's pray, and bow your heads, please. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Um, today is a very good day. Um, just pray for the, all these students to, um, to be blessed with me up, up here. And, and thank you, Lord, for my confidence um, for speaking, and just pray Um, for my buddy Jacob right here. Um, He's a very nice man. Um, And thank you, Lord. Um, Just pray all the students to work so hard and stay on task. And I want them to be a hard, hard worker um, for their teachers. I'm so proud of them to be one of my friends.